chapter 1 and go backwards a little bit. You will come to James if you have trouble finding it. Appreciate each and every one that's here tonight. Those of you that are brand new, we're happy that you're here in God's house. There's a good good spirit here. Enjoyed the mime this morning and this evening. Appreciate all of our young people and all of their efforts. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, James chapter 4. One verse, James chapter 4. I would like to turn your attention to verse 17. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Everybody said praise the Lord. I'd like to minister for a little while tonight on doing good. You may be seated. When you're doing good, you're doing good. When you, uh, I want to tell you, when I first came to the knowledge of the truth, 
Senior Sister Feld and I, we were, we were, uh, we were lost. We were really confused and mixed up, and just, uh, you know, every day was, you just kind of woke up and went on and didn't re- just plundered along, and uh, barely get one foot in front of another, and but the grace of God appeared to our lives, and the Lord's favor. Uh, was bestowed upon us. We were young, younger, and uh, I was a mere 20 and a whole 125 pounds dripping wet. And uh, my wife was 17, and uh, we hadn't been married too long. And we were down here in Florida, Miami, I got witness to. Somebody talked to me about the Lord. And every question I asked, I was open the Bible and look there and read it for yourself. I would read it until I kind of jump-started me, and then I started reading the Bible. And the more I read it, the more that I began to see as God opened my understanding to His Word. And He dealt with both of us. And I am very thankful tonight to tell you that we, we both were baptized in Jesus' name on the same day. That was November 1970. And I received the Holy Ghost just three weeks later. And Sister Fell received the Holy Ghost about three months later. And uh, I'm happy to say that we had the best pastor and wife combination and example that I think anybody could ever have. And I'd like to tell you that today is my pastor's wife's 92nd birthday. Thank you, Jesus. 92 years. 71 of those years plus, she's had the Holy Ghost. She was a young girl when she was baptized by the man who would become her husband as well as her pastor. And she was baptized in Jesus' name in the creek (laughs) down at the river. And uh, after all, she came from a very big city called Lick Skillet. You know? I'm telling you, I don't know who comes up with these names, but there it is. But uh, come into church, and, and there was Brother and Sister Dunn, and they, they were our spiritual parents, and they taught us to do good by the scriptural definition of good, not personal definitions, not the definition of man or even the Webster's Dictionary definition, though that might fall into the same guidelines but according to God's definition of good. Chapter and verse, subject matter, the Word of the Lord. And to come into the church and get this born-again experience, you get, I remember going to my pastor and saying that I wanted to be baptized. And he said, well, he said, first you have to repent. And, of course, I felt like I already had, but there was, see, there was a change going on in my heart and my life, so I didn't talk back. I just simply left and went out and middle of a field and repented all over again and the good Lord talked to me and helped me to cough up some things that I had failed to mention in my repentance he brought some things to my remembrance sure enough and um, I know that we were raw and we were unschooled we were undisciplined and uh, we were we were uh, definitely became a work in progress 
particularly since I learned slow and forgot fast. So there was a lot for me to learn. But there's a whole lot of good about our God and to have a good teacher. Isn't that what an individual that came uh, and sought the Lord out one day and he said, good master or good teacher, you know, we know that you're come from the Spirit. This isn't the same old, same old. This isn't religion. This isn't some type of denominational thinking. This is not something started by man. This is not uh, theory or built on just people doing whatever they want to do and then rationalizing it and somehow explaining that it's okay. I'm glad that when I came in the church through the born-again experience because I was taught by my pastor the born-again experience. I was taught to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and I was taught to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I was taught that God becomes my father and the church becomes my mother. I was taught to believe in all the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation. And I remember uh, one morning, I hadn't been in the church too long, and on a Sunday morning, and my pastor said, um, everybody that has read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, stand up. And everything in me wanted to stand up. But I was one book short. I only had 65 books under my belt. I needed that 66th. And I promise you, I just couldn't wait to get that 66th book under my belt. I wanted to be able to stand up with everybody, and a whole bunch of people stood up in the congregation. And I wanted to be able to stand up with them and say, I have read it through, because that's a good thing to do. That's a good thing to do. There are things that are good, that your, your pastor, your leadership, and the teaching of the Word of God, the Spirit of the Lord, is going to bring to you. These are good things. Let's do good. Let's do good. I don't want to focus really tonight on that part about, you know, knowing to do good and you do it not, it's sin. I really don't want to go there tonight. I'd rather bring to you the optimistic part there of, of doing the good. You know to do good. Let's do the good. If we do the good, we're doing good. We're making good steps. We're going in a good direction. We're headed to a good place called heaven. And we're certainly serving a good God. And everybody said amen. amen. A good God who instructs us with his good spirit and his good word and his good teaching. Amen. amen. We serve a good God who changes not. Amen. He does not change. You can rest secure in his word and his teaching knowing that it's not going to change like the stock market from day to day. You, know, you don't have to live your life in that kind of up and down stressful attitude. You can have something in your life that is good and solid. And if you were to see my pastor's wife today on her 92nd birthday, you would uh, see the same thing as we have in the picture that Sister Ann painted of her and Brother Don. She would have the same length dress or skirt, and her hair remains the same. And everything about her, inwardly and outwardly, remains the same. There has been no change in over 70 years. There has been no backing up on the things that the Bible teaches. I'm glad that when I came, when the Lord drew me and drew us to the church, I'm glad that He placed us under strong, authoritative, Bible-oriented leadership. 
glad that I was taught balance in the Scriptures. I'm glad that I was taught the good things of God, things that you love right to the end. These are things that you hold dear and you keep and you guard them. You keep them. You protect them because they're good. And they, if you will practice them, then you'll be doing good. And I want, as it's written in the Bible, and there are times when you can use the word well and good synonymously, interchangeably. And so the Bible does say to learn to do well or learn to do good. For us to come and to learn that every phase and every facet of our lives we could be taught. Jesus led people out and had them sit down in order, in companies, and in so doing, he began to teach them. He began to teach them the right things. He taught them about their spirit, how they should have a good spirit, how their attitude should be, and what their attitude would be. It would be good if they would do the things that he taught them. He talked to them and taught them about being pure in spirit, pure in your heart. He talked to them about their motives and their agendas. He talked to them about how to handle people when they do it wrong and how you could pray for people that are ugly to you and how you could have the right attitude under difficult circumstances. But he certainly teaches you, as I was taught, that you don't back up, that you don't let down, that you don't start doing wrong, that you don't let go of good, but you keep doing good. And if you keep doing the Bible definition of good, then you're doing good. You're doing good. It was a uh, couple of years ago that we flew out to where our pastor's wife is, and we visited with her. And you know, it was just the same as if we'd have come to see her almost 40 years ago when we came into church. We're just looking at the same person and just feeling like there was absolutely no difference whatsoever. And uh, I reminded her the other day, I think Susan Feld said to her on the phone about uh, just recently about, uh, or maybe I did, maybe it was me. I said about uh, that she was at school, and she said, "Well, she said I didn't, I didn't do school." She said, "But I sure did fix a school, a bunch of meals for school-like people." In other words, she was always. We we can remember her cooking and uh, finishing breakfast and cleaning the dishes and immediately pulling out the pots and pans to start for the after lunch thing. What do we call that? Supper or dinner? What is that? Supper, thank you. Okay, I knew somebody knew. How could you not know that, Sister Eva? Come on. You've been doing it for years. <laughs> All right. Supper, whatever it is in the afternoon around 2 o'clock, you know, that thing. And how much, many meals and how many preachers she fixed for. How many people, uh, preachers and their wives and families through the years, constantly, constantly ministering and helping people. Uh, along with all the things that were done at the church and taking care of the work of God. Good examples that were given. Good examples that were given. You know, it, it's a good example when somebody remains the same. It's a good example when that is still there X number of years later and more years after that and more years after that. Something that gives you a security. Some, I'm going to tell you for your children and for your grandchildren, you're part of their hope. You're part of the only hope that they have. You're part of the spiritual hope. You're part of the hope that God has placed in the church. You're 
you're part of the hope that God himself is. I don't want to be in this world. I don't want my children to be in this world. And I don't want my grandchildren to be in this world. I don't want them to be in this world without hope. I don't want them to be lost and without hope. And whether they're obeying it or not, I want them to know that I'm still doing good. And I want to keep doing good by the grace of God. Amen. You know, I had the first revival I ever preached out of state. I preached plenty in state. But the first one that my pastor sent me to preach out of state uh, was in New Orleans. And we went to New Orleans, and I remember they little church, and they, they gave us a room to sleep in and in the church. And, and I don't think we counted them, but we sure heard them all night, those roaches going all over the place. And uh, didn't make for a lot of good sleep. But uh, and I remember there was the first time I ever ate a fish called gar. You know, there was a few things there that was a little different. But, you know, it didn't matter. We were there and full of fire and vim and vigor, and we wanted to pull the Holy Ghost. We just wanted to win souls. And I think we stayed there almost three weeks. And I remember we had a parade right downtown in the French Quarter and that we gave out a lot of tracts and we talked and witnessed to an awful lot of people. And we had one guy that played the trumpet, and he followed me while I'd preach in the street. He'd blow that trumpet behind me. And we'd try to get people's attention and, They'd come out, and some of them would lean over their, their little places outside their window, you know, with the little iron, wrought iron fence around it, uh, balcony. And uh, they would lean over there, and they'd look at us, you know, and we were singing and preaching, and, and uh, we had little tracks and little plastic things. We'd throw them up to them, you know, and they'd catch them and open them up and read them. And, oh, it was just a great and thrilling and wonderful and exciting time, doing things that we were taught to do, doing things that we were taught that were good things good things to be doing, good to be involved in the work of God, good to be involved in the church and to keep doing that good. Do not become discouraged about doing good, no matter what anybody else does, no matter how anybody else lets down, turns around, goes back, slips or slides, no matter how they rationalize or what kind of spirit they dredge up. There were many things in my life that I did wrong and was doing wrong, but when I came to the church, I got turned around. Then I got begin to be to be taught what was good and what was right, and I'm I'm glad that uh, uh, one man, young man that was in the church, he was actually um, the pastor's one of one of the one of the sons, uh, and and this young man years later, I mean twenty something years later, happened to have a phone call, and he began to ask me. He said, "Do you still?" And I said, "Yes." "Do you still?" And I said, "Yes." He said, "Do you still?" And I said, "Yes." He said, "Man." He said, it's so good to hear that, that you're still doing it right, that you're still staying with it. Well, you know what? It's good to still be doing good because of the grace of God. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. It's certainly not us, but it's what he's placed in us. And you want to get that good put in you. You want to get that good put in you. Sometimes you... Uh, Pick up gold nuggets as you go along in the church. You come to the house of God, as Brother Weekly said, we don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together so much the manner as some of some people is to forsake it. Just say it plainly. It's their manner. It's become their bad manners, bad habits to forsake services. But uh, we don't want to do that. And, and we want to have more church as we see, as again was mentioned, the perilous times in which we're living.
the shakeup that's going on in the American economy and all over the world. It's affecting everywhere. And all of these things are foretold in the Scriptures, and they will come to pass. But we are forewarned. We have been taught the good things of God. We know what good direction to look to. We know to lift up our eyes to heaven and heavenward and believe in the good God of heaven and earth that's given us His good word and His good spirit and His good instruction. And if we'll keep doing the good, then we're going to stay delivered from sin and sinful things, and we're going to one day make heaven our home. And so, when you learn these good things and you get these good things in your heart and you want them to be there all the days of your life. This is never to be something that is just for a short season. Sin is for a short little season. Sin is just a season of pleasure and it's going to pass away. But the, but the good glory of God is without end. It is world without end. It is that which you're going to look for. Gold nuggets that you pick up along the way as you come to service. People will drop little wonderful things that you can place in your computer like brain in your heart, and you can keep them. And somewhere down the road, they'll help you. They're based on the Word of God, and they're based on experience drawn from living for God. There was one dear old sister, Sister Powell, and she said one night in service, she stood up shaky with her little cane, and, and she said, you know, it's just nice to be nice. And I've tried to remember that through the years, and it hasn't been difficult because there are a lot of people that aren't nice. But it's nice to be nice. And people see that you have this good Holy Ghost, and they feel that coming from you in times when their life is in a mess. And you wonder why they act like they do because their life is in a mess, because they don't have what you have. That does not mean that we're going to compromise or become sympathetic and start doing like they do. See, if you become a sympathizer, then you will start doing the wrong that they do. You will take the wrong side. That doesn't help anybody. What your children need, what your, what your grandchildren need if you have them, what friends need and people that you get to be a light to, people who claim this and have gotten weak, what they need is your good, strong example. They need to say that, see that you're not bending and you're not bowing. What was it that uh, the Lord told the prophet? He said, I've got 7,000 reserved unto myself that have not bowed their knee or with their mouth kissed Baal. They're not involved with falseness, false doctrine, false teaching, things that are opposite the Scripture. They're not a friend of the world. They're the friend of Almighty God because they're doing good. And you're doing good when you're doing good based on what the scriptural teachings are. Another nugget that was dropped was said by Sister Cannon. She said that God knows how to run his business. And I certainly believe that. And it was good to have that. And it's been good to have that gold nugget to just pull it out of my pocket or my heart every once in a while and just look at it shiny and remind myself that God knows how to run his business. When other people sometimes will let you down and disappoint you and, and just go backwards on things and turn left and turn right and you wonder what in the world you can keep telling yourself and remembering that God 
knows how to run his business. And God's going to take care of running his business. You don't ever have to worry about God doing his part. He's going to do his part. The disciples got awful worried about that. They were on their way from point A to point B. And midway along somewhere in the line, they hit a storm. Or the storm hit them. And they begin to worry. And they begin to fret. And they begin to bite their fingernails. And they begin to, to snipe at one another. And you did this. And you did that. And you should have done this. And you should have done that. Next thing you know the waves are coming in and the boat seems like it's going down and the wind is just hitting, hitting it like a battering ram and, and they go and they find him and he's asleep and it's master don't you care that we perish <laughs> he wakes up man he said where's your faith anyway there's <laughs> nothing to this and he just stepped out there and took care took charge because he knows how to run his business and you know what the book said. They stood back in amazement. Well, I'm glad that we serve a good God who's good and patient, that he has that long suffering about him with us, and that he, he knows what we are and who we are, and that we're really just babes, and we have so much to learn. There's so much good to learn, and you want to keep on learning the good. You don't want to sit down and be and start to vegetate and stagnate and rot to where you just fall off on the ground and and dissolve. You don't want that. You want to stay active. You want to stay alive. You want to, regardless of your chronological age, you want that inward person to be renewed with the strength and the power and the goodness of the Holy Ghost that you're ever learning the things of God. Amen. Amen. You want to do good. You've been doing good. Keep doing good. Keep doing good. In the face of all adversity, all contrary winds, all the things that you see around you that can sometimes put your mind into confusion. You tell yourself, I'm doing good because I'm doing it by the book. I've been taught chapter and verse. I'm doing good. I'm going to keep doing good because when I keep doing good, I'm doing good. And I want God to look at me in the final analysis and say, well done her. Good job. Come, enter thou in to the joy of thy Lord. Those are the words you want to hear. Another precious gold nugget came from Grandma Weekly. Not too long before she died, there was some negative influence near her, and I remember her telling me, she said, you know what? She said, I'm not going to get involved with that. She said, because I've come too far. I'm too far along the road to get involved with that nonsense. You know, that was good to hear from somebody that is not just the years, it's the miles. They got the miles behind them. They got the experience behind them. And for them to just refuse that I'm not going to get involved with silliness and nonsense that just winds up leading to sin. I know what's good, and I'm going to keep doing good by the grace of God. And that's why people would come to church and say, I, I, God has done so, good, so much good for me that I can't even begin. If I could stand here all night, I couldn't begin to tell you all the good that God has done in my life. But you know what? We show that good. We're going to show it every day. We're going to show it 24-7, 365 in a corner and in those moments God's grace is going to lift us up God's grace is going to encourage us God's going to help hold up our hands and encourage our hearts and so we don't flag and we don't go right or left and we're going to go forward because we know we're doing good when we're doing it by the book Amen
I want to help this generation. And I want to help the generations to come. Because there are, there are some people, believe me, uh, one celebrity's father said, we once knew the way. He made that statement lying on his back in a hospital when a Holy Ghost-filled nurse came into his room and began to witness to him. And he said, oh, yes. He said, we once knew the way. I don't want to be a has-been. I don't want to be, like, isn't that the same terminology that Jude used about like Sodom and Gomorrah and others? He said, oh, they once knew this. They once knew this. Not enough to have once known it. You got to have it now. You got to have it updated. You got to have it fresh. You got to keep reminding yourself, I've been taught what's good, and I'm not throwing away or letting down or letting go of what's good. I'm going to prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. I'm not letting go of the good. I'm holding fast to what's good. Because I know I'm doing good when I do that. Amen. Let's lift our hearts with our hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, dear God. Thank you, Holy Savior. Young people that are here tonight, you're doing good. You get baptized in Jesus' name and receive the Holy Ghost. And you keep assembling yourselves together and involving yourself in the work of God. You're doing good. You keep honoring God with the first fruits of your substance. No matter how dark the clouds get, no matter how disruptive the economy becomes, you continue to honor the Lord with the first fruits of thy substance. You continue under all pressure to do the good. You stand straight and you stand tall and you thank God for all the good things that you're being taught. You take those things to heart. You put those things into practice. They work and they'll continue to work even when there's a heaviness and a dry time and a difficult time and a challenging time you remember and he said we're going to the other side don't worry about the storm you remember the good things you've been told and you get a hold of your good faith in God and you use it you apply it you believe him in fair or foul weather you believe him he's a good God you know to do good. You've been taught what's good. You stay with what's good. Doesn't matter if your husband or your wife or your child or, or your aunt or your uncle or whomever goes wrong. You stay with what's good. You'll be a shining light. You'll be a lighthouse. You'll be an anchor. You'll be a, a place that gives them refuge in the storm. You'll be faith in the face of their unbelief. You be strength, a tower of strength, faced with their weaknesses. You stand when they fall. Amen. You know to do good, and you're doing good, and you keep doing good. You tell the devil he's a liar. Come on and worship him. Oh, now. Make me in your image. Make me more like you. Make me in your image. Wash me white as You stay strong because you love them. 
You do good because you love them. You demonstrate faith, good faith, because you have a burden for lost people.